Hello, everyone, and welcome to Geek Talk, the talk show where we talk about everything geek. I'm your host, Anthony, and today, my friends, today, I am brought with you, uh, oh, I, that's not the way you say it. Well, <laughs> we're doing great, I, we're doing great, no, just roll with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling with it, however the white folks say it, right? The I have... brought guests onto the show we've got not one not two but i've got four guests tonight uh let's start with jeff how about everyone introduce yourselves start with jeff hey i'm jeff uh that's it i'm jeff hey hey it's lewis hello i'm matoy i've been around speedrunner extraordinaire of one particular hedgehog game I'm Sherry, and there's way too many games that way. I mean, like, way too many. All factual. See how, see how nice that is? Because I'm just like, wait, the podcast crew now gets the name with the voice, right? Like, that's yeah. lit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Podcast crew. If you didn't yeah, know. Podcast crew hasn't seen Lewis before. Because yeah. they don't see Lewis ever. Oh, uh, that's true. <laughs> podcast crew don't see him. <laughs> for those of y'all that don't know you can check out geek talks every monday on podcast format wherever you listen to your podcast spotify apple music uh or apple Podcasts, uh amazon Podcasts, all the other 90 million podcast places that i had to sign up for and put rss feeds in it's all there it's really pretty and the audio is really nice too it's better than the, the stream audio because i get to do uh post editing on audio Instead of uh, <laughs> live editing on audio. So it's lit. Post processing, baby. Anyways, yeah, we are going to be talking about being maidenless, right? So uh, we're back to video games. All last month was uh, Black History Month, and we did a lot, a lot, a lot of critical race theory, which was a lot of fun, but also exhausting. And now we're back at it again, playing video games. Lots and lots of video games. Lots. Thank of, God. Uh, anime lots of you know uh geek culture pop culture because we are user-friendly uh community an organization dedicated to creating community safe space for people to learn and enjoy geek and pop culture together so why don't we start off with you jeff what have you been up to oh geez me it's me i i mean i haven't been made unless like some of the other get to that later. you have maidens oh i you know yeah, maidens there's maidens in the things that I've been playing, I guess. So I guess the first thing I will talk about is this little indie RPG came out late last year. Get in the car, loser. Uh, so this That's a great game, title. It's a really good title for a really fun game. Uh, Get in the car, loser. It's an indie RPG, sort of a JRPG style uh, combat flow to things by Christine Love done a few other uh games as well as uh, pretty big within certain space essentially it is a year road trip that's the that's the heads and tails of the whole thing so you play as sam who is this sort of like a mage type person who is told by their friend hey meet me at the spot at whatever time uh and basically you're roped into this lesbian road trip where you stole this legendary sword from the government 
Nostrils, I don't really know yet. I've only been playing a few hours so far. And you're going to go kill the Machine Devil, which I don't know what the Machine Devil is, but we're going to go kill it. Uh, it's been a fun game so far. Essentially, the entire flow of things is that they're really leaning into the road trip mechanic. So there are two main sort of phases. One is when you're in the car, you're traveling down the highway, you're getting towards your destination, and you'll have various options as you're on the road on places you can turn off. Those turnoffs are typically either uh, mini encounters where, you know, it's like, you know, little JRPG stuff, uh, fight, you know, a few mobs, get that stuff done, uh, rest points where you'll be able to heal by items, save that kind of stuff. And what's cool about this uh, menu, sort of the car section, is that you'll be having conversations with your party members as you're in segments. And you could choose which place you want to go in terms of, hey, I want to do this fight or I want to skip it. If it's too high a level, you sort of get a preview of just how strong they're going to be. And basically, you're clicking through the conversation, which takes you certain distance closer to each stop as you click through. So it's all actively happening at the same time in a really interesting and fun way. Uh, and the combat, which is the second sort of part of this, is a really interesting active time battle system. Essentially, each of your uh, party members is different button if you're controller. So of your party members are controlled by a button and depending on what items you equip them with, it changes what skills they can use. So you have your typical attack stuff, uh, certain classes and skills, certain classes and taunts, and there's also different types of uh, attacks you could use to inflict stun, ravage, things like that where you can use higher level affect the enemy. Not only do you have those commands, depending on what items you have equipped, you can equip multiple items and basically cycle through actual uh, sort of skills that you can use. So you can equip three different things, let's say, on each character, cycle through them, and then get to the rotation that you want. All these items have cooldowns, but you can do all of your attacks, for instance, with first set of items cycle to the next one those aren't on cooldown basically mash it out so you get the most damage done possible in one go which for really weak mobs you can that pretty quickly or you can time things such that you know you're getting all your attacks in and it's not damage possible the stun meter uh, but I think all of that as cool as it's been, sort of uh, ignores what I think is the best feature of the game, which is just, it's a really funny, cool story. Like, I mean, I've mentioned the road trip aspect. It's sort of a uh, Final Fantasy 15 vibe, but I really enjoy these characters a lot. Uh, more so than 15 characters, if I'm being honest with myself. Uh, and it's a type of conversation that, especially in queer circles, like this is some these are conversation topics I'm familiar with and also just a style of speaking that you 
don't see often in especially in mainstream product made for a larger audience feels very much like the conversations within circles like sort of spilling out there uh it's been a fantastic play so far i've gotten about uh three hours into it got i think the fourth and final party member i don't think or that you get started out with three anyway but i've gone through the first area so far and it's been pretty interesting uh it's just opening up now to more sort of tactical options as well such as uh choosing whether you want a heavy attack that hits all attack that hits everyone or adding elemental components where, uh certain things will heal enemies or hurt enemies so depending so there's layers of strategy adding in and i'm getting a feel for it still i'm still not quite that far in but it's been fun and best factor about it is that it's a free game uh the only yeah thing there you know, it is you're burying the lead jeff <laughs> <laughs> look no i gotta sell you on how cool the game is and then i gotta tell you you can just it's download free. it right now yeah, it's, free. it's free man it's, it's free, free. free. It's free. Okay. you have steve Look, no, it's free. You know what? Here's the thing. I did end up paying for it because there's uh the uh, beach trip DLC, which yeah. adds like extra hard bosses and so all that junk. So, and also, you know, it's, it's a good video game, so I want to support it with the money. But yeah, no, you I... can give it a try. You don't have to spend a dollar, and you can uh, get a feel for whether it's your thing. They also recently added uh, some difficulties for people who are more like story focused. So if active time battle is something that you with, I'd say like option for you. Yeah. Um, also, it's um. What, what is it on Steam? Switch? Uh, Steam and itch.io. So itch. uh, it's available yeah, on both of those. Yeah, but you can get it on either or. Uh, I got on itch just because you know I'm into the yeah. indie, and therefore I'm not going to give Steam those bucks. But uh, yeah, it's. Get easy to play. Uh, I've had no issues with it, and yeah, I highly recommend. You said you had a comment on the active time battle, Lewis. Oh, I was saying I'm not a fan of active battle in previews. I was like, oh, cool, then I can just play it. Mm. It sounds like a lot going on. Here's to see how it works. It does. Yeah, it's interesting because there's definitely a flow to combat, right? Like. Obviously, you're going to want to, especially with, like, boss-type enemies, a lot. Staggering them is, you know, ideal because you don't want to be taking a ton of uh, Likewise, you know, having your taunt character keeping their taunt up and also down, it's very interesting sort of figuring out what she needs. Uh, I failed to mention that the sort of thing you do in order to reset your... Uh, sort of three different equipment stacks is using the sword of fate the aforementioned sword that was stolen at the beginning of the game by y'all uh to do a big cool attack that you know covers up the entire screen takes like 10 seconds to pull off mm -hmm. uh, but it also does huge damage and sort of gets you back to the start of your set uh i'd definitely give it a look and <clears throat> sort of play around with it it's Beyond a lot of games that I've played, it's not something similar to a lot of the games I've played before. So it's hard to really find a good game 
Yeah, for me, uh, just based off of looking at the gameplay trailer, people that were watching the stream got to see that too. It looks a lot like uh, a mix of like Indivisible and Ickenfell uh, with that real-time action system. Uh, and then, of course, with the, the pixel art style and everything. Uh, and But it looks just as gay as Ickenfell. So, I mean, like... Uh, hold on. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna just do this real quick because y'all need to just want to look at this again. Like, that's gay, all right? Like, that's queer. That 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 that's just queer, right? Right. And there's no denying that. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing. I look at those characters and I'm like, there's no, there's nothing straight on the screen right now. <laughs> straight. Straight as a circle. Yeah. The only thing straight is the UI, and that's about it. I love it. I mean, look, even the bubbles aren't even straight. You'll love to see it, folks. <laughs> uh, what else have you been up to, Jeff? Uh, let's see. Beyond that, uh, I had finished in the interim between uh, our last uh, Geek Talk and this. Something I was going to talk about, Star Wars Visions Ronin, mm. uh, which, if you are familiar with the name Star Wars Visions, that's uh, Star Wars anime. Thing that they put out last year, which was essentially, I believe, well, uh, I guess sort of shorts by different anime studios, giving their take on you know a Star Wars story, not or anything, but just hey, you know, Star Wars was, you know, very uh, well notedly uh, inspired by Japanese that Kurosawa film of star wars becoming star wars so they basically you know took what came from that and then put it back through cultural lenses there's a lot of kurosawa references throughout that series and first episode which i think better one shows uh wandering ronin sort of samurai guy having a fight with this bandit they're both sith uh it's this very obviously sawa style where it's black and white very japanese village uh everything's black and white except the lightsaber sort of do it it's sort of a red that and this book uh written by uh emma miko kandon if i of that pronunciation that is pretty bad but uh essentially it's a continuation of that story it's first few chapters basically caps and re happens in the uh episode and then we get the story afterwards learn a lot more about ronin uh a bunch of new characters uh get a lot more personality that i think wasn't initially fleshed out and Spans on it, and if there's can't. a running theme between, what was that? Sorry, I was gonna say to the stream, I can't show the video because Disney will kill me. But that's the, Disney that's what will it looks shoot like. us. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm uh, watching the trailer right now, and this stuff yeah. is beautiful. Yeah, I cannot show a trailer on live because Disney will send FBI agents to my house and arrest me. But <laughs> that's what it looks like. There you go. Continue, Jeff. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, you're good, you're good. The House of Mouse will break our kneecaps. Uh, 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, the novel. I think I'll be frank. The duel. It was like in mid tier for me. It was really popular. I think, but also it didn't like do as much interesting stuff in and of itself of the various uh, episodes that came out with this. And the novel completely changed my mind on all this. So, uh, running theme with all my picks today, the things that I've done. Uh, everything's queer. This is a super queer take on Star Wars. vast Ooh, majority of the characters oh. are, we have non-binary characters. We have bisexuals. Oh. We got lesbians. We got all of it. It has been fantastic and because of the fact that Star Wars so rarely any sort of representation where they help for in a movie acceptable uh you know lesbians at the end of whatever crap like that. It was really cool getting a story that is so focused on that. Uh coupled with also frankly one of the best sort of a Star Wars period. Uh, so the entire story sets up this alternate take on what the Empire is, what the Jedi are, what the Sith are, where essentially the Jedi are positioned in the same way that samurai were in Japan. They're these uh, lords that sort of uh, have a certain political class to them, uh, which is why the Empire is still a thing like a Palpatine situation. Empire is samurai Jedi serve. Sith are a sect of uh, Jedi that rebelled against the whole system and stage a rebellion. I don't want to give too much away because there's a lot of interesting twists and turns with how they interpret all this, but dealing with the ideas of, you know, the Jedi not necessarily being good and I aren't necessarily regardless, but From that's my point take of view, the Jedi day. are evil. Maybe Anakin's point of view was right, is all I'm saying. I look, he's oh. a little confused, but he got the spirit. Jedi were wrong, and we may swing to as a cop. Yes. Poe and Finn five uh, ever. Poe and boy Finn, Finn five ever. They did my boy Finn so dirty. So dirty. Uh, yeah, boy, dirty really. a Jedi. Also, there's only two sequel. The duology, you can't tell duology. me otherwise. Nah, nah, yeah, you, nah, you're right. What third movie? Yeah. yeah. I ain't we, listening to that. Sorry. Bye. Yeah, we scrapped episode nine. We stand episode eight and we move on with our lives. Oops, I said it out loud. It was I called, it it was called the third banjo game. It was called yeah. The Last Jedi for a reason. <laughs> but honestly, no, scrap those movies because this book is fantastic. Uh, it has a really interesting way of talking about the force with like. Uh, you know, it being seen very much as a natural force within the world with difference. It's it's almost like uh, ebbs and flows like uh, water almost. And the way that they describe how it works, and how it affects things, fascinating. Uh, Star Wars is a love-hate thing for me. I love them as a kid. I've had various feelings on them as I'm older and dealt with in it but this was a star wars story that i absolutely fell in love with 
if you enjoyed that anime episode from Visions, by all means, try. Uh, I don't even want to get that deep into it because it's so quick to like start spoiling. And I don't care about spoilers, but have a ton of interesting reinterpretations of lore within Star Wars that if franchise and property has bored you, this might be a refreshing take if something isn't sticking to all of those uh, guidelines. So this is still AU, it's not E. Uh, so this is just an alternate universe. It doesn't fall within canon. I think there's one reference to the Star Wars movies where they uh, talk about, you know, a chosen one who had to do X, Y, Z, and it's like a little cheeky, hey, you know, uh, Luke Skywalker stuff from the original. But it's in no way canon with the rest of the Star Wars movies. But it's not like, oh, it can't be canon. It's just a different of everything that Star Wars is. There's no, like, analogous characters to anyone. Like, there are Jedi, there's Sith, there's the Empire. There's, you're not going to see any of the characters from this. There's no, you know, Palpatine's return somehow or anything like that. <laughs> Palpatine oh, God. Somehow Palpatine. Don't remind me. Oh, oh Star Wars just... is a... Oh, oh. Oh, I was gonna say Star Wars is a series that I've never, um, I've, I've never actually been like super invested in because it's kind of passed me by. And I, I like, I, I watched, I watched like the movies when like, um, watched the movies when like I heard like the new trilogy was coming up. But like I've always seen Star Wars as a series that's like had tons of potential in the right hands. So like it's been one of those things where like anytime someone mentions Star Wars, I'm just like, okay, like is it really good? And like if they say it's really good, I'm just like, okay, it's probably really good then because it's just has, it's just has so much potential in the world, the lore, and there's so many ideas around. So I'm definitely going to check out uh, Star Wars Visions and Ronin. You've convinced me. Ooh, no, it's definitely it. the fresh breath, breath of fresh air that you're looking for if you want to get, like, Star Wars that is good. They... Yeah, because, I mean, awesome. let's be real, like, most <laughs> of Star Wars is not good. Like, most yeah. of Star Wars is not good. not good. 90% of it is not good. And I, I, I would I, argue, I, though, <laughs> I would argue, though, that, like, more than ten percent of it is at least interesting. Okay, and I agree. Sometimes the plot agree. is like bad and I'm, interesting. Yeah, I'm not saying. All right, uh, well, here's what we're gonna here's what we're gonna say. Right, things can be good or bad and still be interesting. Right. It, like, yeah. yeah. There is it, things are not in a like we have a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's a spectrum. Things are not polarized like that. So ninety percent of Star Wars is absolutely bad, like really, really, really bad. And then you're, but you enjoy it because it's interesting. This is coming from a Star Wars fan. <laughs> Wait, like, you were in that movie theater with me for that terrible I, last movie. I I cannot oh, you believe <laughs> when I walked out of that movie theater and Jeff and I looked at each other and I was like, I did not just watch what I just watched, right? Like yeah. that is not what just happened. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of, well, hey, speaking of the last movie, by the way, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll spoil this for anybody who cares, but, like, I didn't know that Raylo was actually a thing until, like, last week. That ass. <laughs> so, like, I was like, oh, what? They do? Yeah, they really oh. like incest in Star Wars. So let's move on from that. Um, God. Lewis. Wait, Lewis, save us. Lewis, save us. I was going to add to that. Um, 
I guess they really did have a lot of even modern uh, Japanese anime influence. Anyway, oh my God. <laughs> moving on. Gary, yes, you know, you absolutely know. What have I you been up to recently? You leave off on that note, and you're like, all right, now you know. Yeah, absolutely, because we don't need to elaborate on incest. So what's up, Lewis? How have you been? What oh, you been my up to? lord. By the way, I don't know follow up on that. I guess I'll try. <laughs> Uh, what have you been doing? I'm getting there. Damn. Uh, February's been a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but for the things I'm doing that are relevant to Beach Talk, uh, I've been mildly playing video games, I would say. Uh, finished Kakarot. Uh, it's a fun game to play through. Then I played through it and finished it and then sold it back because I was like, oh, that was a fun time. This is Dragon <laughs> Ball Z Kakarot? Yeah, it's... Gotcha. Drag- I, think, I think the title is Dragon Ball Kakarot. Gotcha. Uh, it's... If you ever played, like, Dragon Ball Z Kai 3, and if mm. you remember, like, the open world part of it, where you, like, fly around to go to different spots, it's kind of like that, except they... The fighting from the Tenkaichi series, so you're fighting in the areas you go instead of going to like an arena. Uh, and it's like that sounds I at least interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. If you want to experience like the Dragon Ball Z story, I've compared to like the Storm games for Naruto, where it's probably the most concise way to get basically the full story, plus some side stuff from some like side quests in there. Uh, like a six out of ten, decent game. Do do they have the crazy like the like the main reason to play the storm games isn't actually like the games. It's this like the crazy super finishers. They go absolutely ridiculous. Like, do they have that kind of thing in there too? Uh, you get finishers. Right. It's not. I, I I love the storm games. I'll say this: they don't have like the same effect <laughs> like the storm games do, where it's just like a cutscene of the entire like, <laughs> all <Kona laughs> being wiped, wiped out. <laughs> Yeah, this is Naruto oh. Ultimate Ninja Storm, right? Like those games. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm. I'm so used to just using shorthand for a lot of these things. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Lewis, I have a question regarding uh, that game. Actually, how does Kakarot? Um, how does it play compared to something? If you know, uh, compared to like Xenoverse Two. Uh, I dipped a little bit into Xenoverse. I couldn't really get into it. I think it plays fairly similarly. Understandable. It, it okay, plays yeah, really because similarly to Xenoverse. I put a lot of time into Xenoverse 2. Uh, unfortunately, it was a Switch version. I say that because they wow. don't know how to... <laughs> uh, they, when it comes to Dragon Ball games, it's so hit or miss. Like, Fighters runs at 60, and then Xenoverse struggles to run at 25. Like, no strikes again? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, That's... what is happening here? Well, you have a difference, and you have Arxis making have not Arxis yeah. making the other game. Not Arxis. I like Xenoverse this for fighting 2? game producing this now. Oh, yeah. Xenoverse 2, it's such a good game. It plays really well, just not if you have the Switch version. Yeah. But... F's in the chat. Uh, like, I know, uh, like, as somebody who's not anywhere close to being a Dragon Ball fan, I didn't grow up with the series. Uh, I just know the art style, and I know... Um, like the influence. Like things here and there and the influence yeah. and stuff like that, right? 
And because I'm a Sonic fan, I know a lot of like the influence from that series that came from Dragon Ball. Um, so I was interested in playing Xenoverse, and that's why I got into it. And yeah, yeah. just don't get the Switch version. Good. Yeah, I mean, you you should probably grab Kakarot if it's like on sale. Because it's like I said, it's the easiest way to just go through the Be like, all right, this is it. May have so convinced goes, me because it's been on my list. <laughs> a lot of convincing yeah. going around today. I like to say it. It's true. But um, yeah, outside of that, started up Pokemon X again because I was playing a bit of Arceus. Uh, another really fun game. Uh, I forgot how enjoyable Pokemon X is just to go through when you're trying to do like a notebook or something. Just, like go through the story. I'm up to like the fourth gym. I just got my free Lucario, which I'm still debating whether I want to actually use or not. Free. Yeah. Lucario. Free. F R E E free. Just like uh, getting the car loser free. <laughs> exactly. Spend no dollars. Spend Get no time. Be gay. Do free. crime. <laughs> but moving on from Pokemon for now, uh, me and Jeff have actually been a bit of like how we call it like we've just been watching shows we are doing what uh has been called uh vegging out i believe just uh <laughs> chillaxing a little bit and watching some in anime so technically technical so we that. decided to each put in series that we're going to watch this and this started with Gundam, probably? Yeah, I think we started with uh, original Mobile Suit Gundam 1979. Uh, <laughs> proper vintage classic. Featuring a great hero in Amuro. <laughs> Amuro Ray is certainly something. He is certainly <laughs> a child. He is certainly traumatized. Oh, you know. I love Shinji. <laughs> I love Shinji. Okay, so now oh. y'all get you've activated my trap card, which is oh, no. my uh classic rant. Evangelion didn't subvert anything. Real robot genre has been doing this since day one. We've always been talking about the traumatized pilots. Evangelion's just popular and weird. And you were Evangelion. depressed in the nineties and two thousands and you know about it. Like I get it. Evangelion just hey, you know the Bible. What does what does the Bible mean? I don't know. It's so true. Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me that Evangelion? I need this on I need this on record. Evangelion is the anime version of the Bible. Sure, why not? You know? Basically. Well, let me put it to you this way. Just like Bayonetta, your main enemy in Evangelion are called angels. So I want to Catholic high school. I don't know if I can answer this. <laughs> so you're telling me that if I wanted to convince people to watch Evangelion, I would say, hey, y'all, have you ever heard of the Bible? No. <laughs> so imagine the Bible, but in anime form with robots. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. let's go with that. That's a let's really go good that. from my perspective, <laughs> from my point of view. Evangelion <laughs> is the Bible. Wait, so wait, Jeff, are you telling me that you believe that Evangelion is the Bible that people should be following after? Or are you saying that Evangelion is, <laughs> is the anime of the Bible? I need you this on record. Clip this for whatever stupid social video you're going to do. Jeff says Evangelion is the Bible. <laughs> That's a quote from me. Alright, uh, I do don't wonder need further though. context. Uh, I do love oh, that I get to start things and it just falls on Jeff. <laughs> Alright, cool. I do wonder who's Asuka in this universe. Uh, but here's alright, so to an actual show that we're actually talking about because we haven't finished wow. them yet. Oh yeah, that's true. I forgot <laughs> that we weren't even watching Kelly. <laughs> we just got <laughs> off track. You said no, Gundam I made a Shinji joke and now we're here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we a actually, good show. We actually finished a season of a show. Yo, we did that. We did finish. Uh, well, we finished seasons for several shows. So which okay. one are you? So, I was gonna go with the season of like the show of uh, Re Zero. Re Zero, which has a subtitle I don't remember. That's, that's Re Zero, starting life uh, in a new world from. Yes. Sure. I'm starting life over. It's, it's not the. Hold on. Oh, oh hold Lewis on. is going. Lewis is out here. I must show off my collection of ReZero. <coughs> There's a but, big collection. Sorry, starting life in another world. There starting we go. life in another world. So an isekai? One of those things where yes. you go to the video it's game? It's an isekai. Oh, this is 100% an isekai. So, okay, uh, so you wake up and you're in a video game. In this uh, case, no, he got hit by a bus. No, no, actually. <laughs> no buses either. So, uh, all right, I'll, I'll start at the beginning of ReZero. Yeah, sure. Hit it. So, uh, we start off with our hero, Natsuki Subaru. Okay. Just Subaru. your average, average neat, you know, High school? average uh, recluse. High school recluse? Yep. Uh, yep. Okay. And... He's at the, you know, he's at the store. He's at the Seven Eleven. He's picking up some dinner. He's okay. looking through the comics. Looking through comics. All right, following you. Then he's like, All right, "Time for me to go home." So he leaves the convenience. Okay. Looks both ways across the street. Looks both ways. Left and, and then right. suddenly, yeah, left and right. And then, uh, and then anyway, he's just in another world. Then. That's it. <laughs> no <laughs> trust. No car. No trust. No happened to truck. It's just what happened to truck. Yeah. No, truck. Who's not in this one? He's just there. <laughs> All right. Gosh. And he's like, I've seen this story before. I know what to do. God, and I hated him first. He was abysmal uh, to me. Yeah. <laughs> Subaru is a character who's like, I've watched my share of Isekai. I know how this works. Uh, and then it no. doesn't. And then it doesn't. <laughs> Goes not great. Uh, uh, basically, the premise of the show is Subaru gets nothing for being in an isekai. He's just a guy with a crap no, suit. He, he gets a power. Well, initially it seems like he gets nothing. And <laughs> then he dies. And then uh, he... 
wakes back up talking to a merchant. And it turns out he has the power of you know, repeating his life every time he dies by going back to a certain point and can just give it another shot. Oh, is that right? time it's called ReZero? Yep. Yeah. Oh. It's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Day. He's got to not die in this world that can very easily kill him. And uh, it's not great. There's a lot. I wouldn't want to say too much on the show because the story goes places. It takes a lot of twists and turns, as Jeff can attest. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, no, it's genuinely a pretty fun anime. I did not like have any expectations going into it, which isn't to say like, oh, I didn't think it good, but rather I didn't know anything about it. So I was like, all right, let's not come but I think it does some good stuff. Actually, the idea of being in a time loop from a personal perspective. Uh, sorry there. Uh, yeah, no, going through a time loop and having to consequences of that of going through what are often some pretty rough deaths and also <laughs> building relationships with people who don't remember of your interactions because they were on the week you died. All I see right now with the trailer is playing, and the only thing that I'm seeing right now are just a million waifus. Yeah, that's it. I don't, yeah. don't want to talk about that part. You okay. talk about that part, Lewis. I don't want to talk right. about it. So, anyway, uh, y'all know Rem? Of course. Of I, have course. Yep. Rem. I have like a little Rem hanging like right here. If you're watching the Watching the live stream, just hanging. Uh, Rem's great. So is Ram. Ram is another character. Amelia is also good. Even There's though a lot, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people who watch the show don't like Amelia. Amelia is also good. Uh, it's one of my favorite shows. And I was like, Jeff, you gotta watch it. I gotta watch it with you so I can see back to. The millions of things that just keep happening. Is this is this one of the situations where like you've seen the entire series and now you're now you're just watching him watching the show? Yeah. Uh, I see. It's the I same see. thing. It's, it's the same thing I do with Fullmetal Alchemist. With, with <laughs> Go <Brotherhood>. say. <laughs> I've already watched through that eight times, and we're not even in three seasons. Like done season one, season two has so much, in it. and mm. I cannot wait. Re-Zero. 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 If you want to watch waifus and you want to go into a different world, parallel universe, Re-Zero. Also, it's kind of horrific. This is the warning. It is It is a show that very much loves to beat up on protagonists. Uh, also, very physically. Uh, yep. Yeah. I ain't going to say anything more than that. And then the second show that y'all have been finished up, right? You said a couple of shows? Alright, so we made it through Two volumes of Ruby. Ruby. Oh. So, Ruby. Once, so you're so you're onto the last volume now, right? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are. Why? We are one fourth of the way through. Oh, they're doing the whole thing. Well, As my condolence. My condolences to y'all. Uh, We're gonna have. I, a I love Ruby. So Ruby <laughs> is like the opposite of Reese. I think Reese Zero is like a masterpiece of a show. Ruby is like 
It's like it's like a McChicken versus like a steak dinner. <laughs> like a McChicken is an amazing food, but ReZero is this full meal. Oh my! <laughs> Ruby is so. just a shonen anime done in a 3D program by the Rooster Teeth people. Uh it is absolutely wacky. I am. Also going into it with no expectations, but I think uh, whereas no expectations left me stunned, this is just me sort of being like, yeah, sure, whenever things happen, like a train starts moving away and the wheels aren't animating. It's just, oh, uh, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> For the first so volume where shadow people exist, anyone who isn't a major character is just like a shadow silhouette. And it doesn't prevent them from having giant crowd shots where it's like ninety percent shadow people and then like four characters. Oh, oh perfect man. timing because that's exactly what just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm I'm dying over here. I'm dying over here because I was on the retrain from day one, and uh, and I can say it's just like it is certainly an experience. I'm a diehard fan of the first three three seasons, the uh, first three seasons ish, and I think you should absolutely watch and appreciate them for what they are. I think, I think volume four through four and five is where people get stuck. Mm-hmm. I enjoy a lot about them. Like the mm-hmm. soundtrack is still amazing for them. Just like the soundtrack is amazing for their show, because that's that's at least the one ten out of ten thing. Ruby is like the soundtrack. It's just really every good. time, every time he does yeah. absolute every, great work. Yeah, Jeff Williams. Even the latest one, it's only it was only like five or six songs. But it's still like vocal songs. So it's still just still amazing soundtrack. Um four and five is where people get stuck, but six, volume six, they kind of get their grasp again with the story. And then it just like goes. It's really worth going Which we will. Volume two starts with a food fight in the cafeteria where they start uh, using baguettes fight. as like swords. Oh my god, that's my favorite scene of all time. I guess, like, break concrete when they hit it. Very... It's very it. I... I just yeah. ate a baguette before. You're telling me I could have, like, broke the floor? Like, you shouldn't just eat a baguette, yeah, you break we... your teeth. Yeah. Oh, that's so dangerous. Very dangerous. Why would you eat a baguette like that? <laughs> if, if you do nothing else after hearing, after hearing about Ruby, uh... First of all, watch the trailers. But if you do nothing else besides watch the trailers, watch that food fight scene. <laughs> yeah, and also listen to the music. R-W-B-Y, folks. Ruby. R-W-B-Y. The only thing that I know about this show is exactly what Lewis just told me just now. I'm surprised you haven't heard of it. User-friendly officially doesn't endorse it, nor does it discredit it. I don't know. I don't know anything. I mean, I didn't even know anything about ReZero either. I'm just like, I knew that Ruby was Rooster Teeth, and I was like, "Oh yeah, Rooster Teeth—they still exist." Uh, but they have an huge. achievement hunter posters in the character's bedroom. Ah, yes, yeah, <laughs> red versus blue, y'all. All right, <laughs> Matoy, what have you been up to recently? Oh boy, so I finally started like because for a while I was only really streaming uh, streaming games. I wasn't really like playing any games on my own. 
And then uh, when I had PC issues, I was just like, look, I got to do something. I got to do something for myself. I got to play something for myself off stream. So Arceus happened to, you know, come out because <laughs> I pre-ordered that. And then week it came out, I turned on this game and suddenly I was six hours deep. Um, <laughs> That's always a good sign. So, yeah, I have been. Very, very addicted to uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. This game came out, and it's, like, it completely surpassed my expectations. Because for the past couple of years, like, I tend to have more lax opinions on Pokemon than more of the critical stuff. Like, if I'm being completely honest, like, I don't yeah. care if the graphics aren't, like, super high res or high, like, high out there, you know? I don't care that this game doesn't look as good as Dark Souls 3 or anything like that. <laughs> um, or Elden Ring, now that that came out. But um, I think so far it's the best looking Pokemon game that we've gotten in 3D. And I love how stylized everything is. I was very immersed with this world. And the character interactions, the characters themselves... Especially Adamant, because he literally just looks like a Demon Slayer character. Uh, but there's just so much I can go on about this. Like, it's open world. It is... It, I mean, it's kind of pseudo-open world, because there are, like, maps that you go to, rather than, like, it being seamless. But it still doesn't take away from the immersion, in my opinion. And... Like, it's the only time you can really sip a drink, honestly. Those, like, loading screens. Otherwise, you just want to play. Like, you just want to play because I will tell you, I spent so much time either doing side quests or just catching stuff. Even if I was done with that dex entry, I was still catching stuff because it's just fun to do so. Like, I think in the first map alone, I literally got the, there's no achievements in this game, right? But you get certain things that it tells you that you did once you report to the professor. And I already, like, I didn't know there was one for 30 Pokemon for a while. Because I kept catching, like, 70 to 90 Pokemon through, like, <laughs> before I moved on. So I didn't know there was ones for as little as, like, 30 or 20. Because I just kept catching stuff. My box was literally filled with Bidoof, like, Bidoof. for a while. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like it's like Ash's stamp, stamp, uh, uh, whole stampede of Tauros, but it's just Beedoofs. Basically, yeah, and far more than thirty of them too. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I literally had like I used my all my initial Pokeballs on mostly Beedoof and Shinks and some Starly, and trying to catch the first Alpha that I came across, which was the Rapid Ash that completely wrecked me because I <laughs> didn't know it was going to be level forty. <laughs> yep. There's so much stuff in this game, though, between the Alpha Pokemon, the new Hisuian forms, and uh, just for the sake it's been... I know this game's been out a month, but just for the sake, I will only say the Hisuian forms of the starters are really good, in my opinion. I know one of them gets a lot of flack, but I like them a lot, and I'm not going to say what they look like, just for the sake of spoilers. But I'm sad. I, they did my boy I, I rally my dirty! Pokemon. <laughs> oh, they kind of did. I will be honest, though. I like the combination, though. 
I will say that I like the type combination solely because it's not something we have common. Like, yeah, but there's, there's it dies. Or two other ones. Mm. Yeah, I just it's, die. Yeah. I'm like, oh cool, I'm gonna use him, and then he just it's dies. Very frail. I'm like, God they basically were just it. like, in the chat. Munchan. How <laughs> dare you do my boy Rowlet dirty? That's oh, it. That's yeah. it, Nintendo. Four, four people. Uh, but to go off of what Matoy saying with Legends Arceus, I'm gonna say this as a definitive statement. This is completely objective. This is not an opinion. This is the best Pokemon game that has ever been released. Period. The end. Uh, I was I was having this conversation before with uh, Jeff and Autumn uh, in our exclamation mark Discord. So if you're not a part of our Discord, make sure to uh, join our community. So exclamation mark Discord in the Twitch chat or userfriendly.com slash Discord. I was having this conversation, and this is hands down the best Pokemon game that has ever been released. Strictly because you have the same nostalgia of everyone having their own story, where no two people playing Pokemon are going to have the same experience, right? But Legends Arceus allows you to play the game in whichever way that you want to play the game. So you are able to fight Pokemon if you want to fight Pokemon and catch them just like you would in the original games. You're also able to like stealth around and throw Pokeballs. You're also able to like come up with these convoluted plans of like using smoke bombs and then like uh, hiding around so that you catch the alpha with the heavy ball. And then you also are able to just like, oh, I just want to battle trainers. You could just go off. They have a trainer battle, not PVP, no PVP. But they have like a whole stadium thing where you can fight all the trainers all over again. And then you have boss battles. And then it's like there's just so much. There is so much in this game. And you can play the game however you want. And the game rewards that. And that's something that I can't say about any other Pokemon game. The game just flat out rewards you for playing the game how you want to play it and doesn't say to you, you have to do it this way. Like Matoy just saying, oh, I just caught like 90 Bidoof, right? I did not do that. I caught maybe like five. My whole playthrough was going through looking for alpha Pokemon. I was sitting there waiting for alpha Pokemon to spawn and then I would be like sneaking around. I'd be like... Oh, there's that grass. Everyone can attest to this. They watch me play. I would, I would seek the grass. I'm like, oh, wait, there's a tree right there. And I'd roll it to the tree. Then the exclamation mark comes up. I'm like, oh, my God. Wait, no. I can't be caught. I can't be caught, right? But then here's the kicker. This is the thing that uh, the amazing game design, right? You get different types of Pokeballs. So there are heavy balls that help you catch the alpha Pokemon because they're heavier than normal Pokemon. But... The balls are heavier, so you have to get closer to the Pokemon to use that ball. So you have to do the stealth technique if you want to do it that way. Or you can battle the alpha Pokemon, get it down to a lower health, and try catch get that way. But then you risk either defeating the alpha Pokemon or the alpha Pokemon defeating you. Like, there's just so much in this game. This game is by far, easily... The greatest Pokemon game that has ever been released, and the bar is set so high that I am so scared for Scarlet and Violet. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say, because one of the things I am excited for, I will say, with Scarlet and Violet, is they give a very similar description when yep. they described Arceus. They described Arceus as open world, and they're describing Scarlet and Violet as open world, and okay. they use the word seamless. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, bro, <laughs> like... 
it reminds it's essentially going to feel like you know how the sprite games like they didn't really have loading zones like they had like gates and stuff sometimes that you could go through right but like entering a town for instance if you were going from just grassland route 204 to, to town it's just whatever, yeah we're gonna have that again because in 3d so far we really haven't had that since i think omega ruby and alpha sapphire because i believe gen 7 is where the ds really the 3ds couldn't really handle it so they had to kind of put things in loading zones mostly um but yeah it's going to be the first for for a while and i think it's going to be nice to see that the seamless transition and the fact that the pokemon battles also from the scarlet and violet trailer look like they are going to be akin to Arceus, where it takes place literally wherever the trainer caught you. Like it's gonna, you're gonna look at that trainer, and you're gonna be in that same area rather than random grass background, random ice mm -hmm. background, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like it's just, it gets me excited for these things, and the fact that they keep on proving on little things, like little little things here with the graphics, like the, it, everything is so stylized yeah, in Arceus. They, had they the took that and they somehow polished it even more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, particularly what I noticed was the Viper and Magnemite. Those yeah. are the two things that kind of... Because I was already like, yo, Magnemite already looks super stylized in the art. They can't make this round mon look better. And they did. <laughs> and it's like, okay, wow. All right. They're just going hard now. I also like the uh, the new cult the, the cultural influences of this region. Too. It looks really cool. Yeah, everything is so vibrant. We go into I don't know we we don't know which place yet, but it looks like Mexico. So I'm like it's either Mexico or Puerto Rico or some Latin American country. So I'm just like, oh, where are we? Yeah, at? I'm pretty excited for it. Like, oh, it's about time too because this is like something that I think people have been speculating on for a while for a region to be based in. Like, so it's gonna be cool to travel through that. And, like, seeing everything come together, too, is, like, so interesting. It reminds me a lot of the DS era, where you had Diamond and Pearl. And this isn't me knocking against them. Promise, okay? Especially for you, Lewis. I promise I'm not knocking against <laughs> them. Um, it's just you can see that Diamond and Pearl were games that, like, they were still kind of inexperienced with DS technology. And then by the time Black and White 2 rolled around... They were very well versed with what they were working with and everything was so much more like quick and seamless and stuff like that. And even the 3D graphics were more like stylized. They did the cool camera angle stuff with the bridges like mm -hmm. and you can kind of see that here when you look at uh, Let's Go where I still think that I'll be honest, just a different form of cell shading and um. You can see the difference between looking at something that looks as good as Let's Go, and then you look at the Scarlet and Violet trailer, and you can see how far it's come with taking the influences from the stylizedness of uh, Arceus, but also seeing kind of like the pull away from the more uh, the more vibrant tone. Well, not vibrant, I guess, but the more solid flat color tones of Sword and Shield. Like that game's also stylized, but it's stylized in a different way with flatter colors, and that's also cool. But I feel like for this region, the Arceus style 
plus essentially fits a lot more. I think Mixius that says it's based in Spain. Yeah, I was thinking uh, that's so, what I've yeah. been thinking. So yeah, Spain sounds about right. I will absolutely go with that. And yeah, we also have Weed Kitty, um, Weed Cat, and we've got my <laughs> yeah. favorite chili pepper alligator. My favorite. That is, I'm, I've never gone with the fire starter before, but that chili pepper alligator is calling my name. I'm glad we got chili pepper alligator. is great. It's so it. funny that you're saying that too, Anthony, because I'm someone who always goes with the fire starter, right? But this generation... And this isn't actually me disliking it though, because like I like Tepig, I don't like Embor. I'll be real. I like I like Tepig and I like Pig Knight. I don't like Embor. This is I the love same Embor. case. Like I cry every time someone says don't like Embor. Like yo, Embor looks I'm so sorry. cool. I'm sorry. Gen Five has rock starters. He has a cute. Okay, I will say he has a really cute trading card. The the family trading card with this. with Tepig and then Embor and Pig Knight are really cute. I'll take but, this. Um. These starters, yeah, I don't like. I don't dislike a single one. No, Quaxley. I, like, I think they're all cute. My boy, Donald I like Quaxley. Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's also not gonna heal the team. He ain't gonna cure. He's gonna go <laughs> like. <laughs> they're gonna give him heal bell because they know what they're referencing. Like, <laughs> like he's gonna be a utility mon in competitive. I'm calling it. <laughs> He's gonna gun. have heal bell. He's gonna have wish. He's gonna have Ruth. Like, <laughs> and then but, on, uh, after that, you had um, you had one other thing you were doing, right, Jojo? Oh yeah, I wanted to say really quickly because I never actually said what starter, but yeah, Weed Kitty. I'm definitely choosing Weed Kitty. Uh, Sprigatito, I heard is how it's yeah, pronounced. Sprigatito. Yeah, I like it, but that's the one I'm probably choosing. So for the second time. I am choosing a grass starter. I'm the only other Fue time Coco. I did was Snivy. Fue Coco. Yeah, Fue Coco. Is there anyone going for a quack? Quack. I mean, I like. I mean, I like the. Quack. I like the. I like. I like the duck, but like for Coco, man. Like, I, like the more I look, I like. I, I, look, I look. I look. I look at that alligator. I was just like. Uh, and then I kept looking. I was just like. Uh. If it, it's like. It oh, it's a croc and a pepper. Yeah. If it ends up not being water. Flying at the end, I'm like, I don't know. Yo, what if they pull that's... an Altaria where it starts out as water flying and then it eventually evolves into something that's like water dragon? Or Rowlet? Hello? Or Rowlet? <laughs> don't you dare oh my forget God. my boy Rowlet. We are Rowlet stand account. Just because Game Freak <laughs> did you dirty, Rowlet, in this essay, I will. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I like that. Weed Kitty is a sequel to Typhlosion. That's all I'm gonna say. Like, because <laughs> you see what everyone saw, like, said about Typhlosion at Arceus. Like, <laughs> this is like, yo, he's strung out right now. <laughs> Come on. I love it. <laughs> I like that he has a good. Oh my god, his kit now though. That one move. Oh my god, it's so good. Ghost move that can burn is so nice. That like attacks though, not just like Will O Wisp. <laughs> so after that you were doing a little bit of mm -hmm. uh jojo right how yeah. do you do the jojo pose let's oh. see if i can oh my god there's so the many JoJo of them. Poses if there's a lot everything is a jojo <laughs> if you do it but you're screaming it looks like you're just attacking yourself so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um 
Bellix, I've been getting Bellix to watch JoJo because I had watched the first two parts on my own. And eventually we want to get through the whole series. I have seen, uh, originally I saw part one, part two, and I saw part five because part five was airing. And uh, this is back when uh, Dread was doing anime nights on his server. So I just tuned in and naturally we just watched part five. So I didn't understand some of the references from the past. You know, at first, but uh, Badlix and I started watching it from the beginning. So we watched through part one, part two, part three. Uh, part three was so fun. Oh, and then part four, we are in the majority. We are on Diamond is Unbreakable right now, and it's really good. That one's with the protagonist, Josuke. And it's a, it is a pretty different in terms of uh, scope. It's definitely not as dark. It is more stylized. It is more vibrant. But in the grand scheme of things, it's still JoJo. Like, there's still stuff there that is very JoJo. And it's really, really interesting. And I, I see we have, like, uh, I think the part, I think this is part one's opening. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Dio sucks. One. Everyone uh, should hate Dio. He is not good. Got <laughs> <laughs> to. Oh. I mean, Dio is like. Pretend. Yeah, no. The, the show does not sugarcoat. <laughs> How much of a bastard do you like? He <laughs> is so like they they know how to write a villain. Let me just put it that but, way. They really know how to write a villain. But if, evil, if, he, if he's so evil, why is he so sexy though? I mean, like, come on. Look, <laughs> I, I hate Cherry. I hate to break it to you. There is a lot of sexy men out there that are very terrible. <laughs> just wait till part two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just Mixed. real life too. But anyway. Mixed. Nixius in the chat also says that part two is their favorite, and I am giving you a big old handshake right through the screen. You and I are part, really two, part two I, buds for life. Oh, yeah. I agree with part that. Two I haven't really seen good. all of them. I love part two. Part two, yeah, is, part two is really good. And uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's a really fun series so far. Like, I like how quirky all the different stand users are. And the thing with stands, too, for those who don't know, is they're all based on different musicians and or albums of said musicians. So I, I believe Josuke's, uh, whose name escapes me, because th when they translated them into English, it kind of loses the reference a little bit because copyright. But Josuke's, if I remember correctly, is a Prince reference, I want to say. You talk about and the one for Diamond Unbreakable. He was, um, yeah. his, his is Crazy Diamond. Yeah, Crazy was. Diamond, that's what it was. Yep. Um, Oh, Pink Floyd reference, yeah. yeah. Pink Floyd, yes, okay. Yes, there was yes, one that Floyd. was Prince, and I don't remember which it was. And that might have been even part three, but I'm just not remembering at the moment. Um, what should I call it, though? Like, my favorite ones have been uh, the Queen references. Like, Killer Queen Killer is really, is really good. Yeah. It's probably the most memorable one of that one. Uh, I haven't... I, I don't remember which part it's in, but I have not met Bites the Dust, I don't think. But... That one's also bites really good. Bites the dust. There's literally yeah. a stand called Bites the Dust. Bites <laughs> the dust. A another one, even. Oh, oh yeah, another that's one. right. In part three, there was one literally called Boy to Men. <laughs> I, that was Boy. not part three. Like, hold on, hold on. Yep, let's get part. it. I'm, oh, wait, it was part two. It was part part, two. Okay, let's clarify something. This is a point on the historian glasses real quick. All right. Part three introduces stands for the first oh, time in JoJo, knows. and yes. in part three, all of the stands 
are either mm -hmm. references to the major arcana in tarot cards or Egyptian gods. Not oh, until part okay. four do we get references of sand names. However, you're right, you're right. They do musical references for the names yeah, of uh, I forgot about the tarot card. For <laughs> uh, much of part one. Yeah, you thank you, like Jeff. I completely Robert. forgot about uh, the fact that they were tarot cards at first. I'm a JoJo scholar. I'm sorry. Like, uh, no, you're JoJo sorry. That, no, I am mm -hmm. sorry that I'm a JoJo scholar. I'm not sorry about interrupting. <laughs> I'm sorry I picked this path in life, but here I am. Are you talking yeah. about Robert Speedwagon? Also, Robert oh EO Speedwagon, in fact, is a reference. Oh my gosh. Remember how one of the, oh my God, the, uh, the Pillarmen, one of them was literally ACDC. Like, yep. <laughs> Like, there was no holds barred there. It was just ACD. ACDC, like, Wamu, and... Oh, God, who's... Cars. Cars. Cars, Cars was the other one, yeah. Cars is just a name with a letter change, and Wamu is just... <laughs> a, a romanization. <laughs> yes, my favorite stand user, Lightning McQueen. Lightning <laughs> with his stand, Cars. Cars. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, anyway, if we get however many uh subscribers is the subscriber goal anthony will do a uh live watch of the first jojo back to back <laughs> uh, so get us up there friends oh yeah. So, yeah oh my gosh that's this funny. Is real also Biden. clip it clip it that's a contract <laughs> clipping is a contract i'm gonna say the best stand in part uh oh god which part is it part three the best stand in part three is magician's red anyway uh yeah i just like magician's red a lot Magician's red's pretty cool it's really cool looking i like mm. it it's just a firebird it's basically a phoenix i like it really cool so uh, but yeah part four is fun Passing from JoJo, because now there's some legal binding contract for me to watch it if we hit. You said subscriber <laughs> oh. goal, but it's a, we have a follow goal of 500. Half a grand. Sure that. We'll take it. Half a grand. Then, yeah, I watched the now legally binding contract for me to watch anime. <laughs> All right, Sherry. <laughs> what have Hello. you been up to? February has too many games. It has too many games. It had too many games. I'm like I'm I'm here trying to do critical race theory with you all throughout February and like I'm just I'm looking at all the torrent of games coming out. I'm just like first of all, Sifu came out and I played that God knows how many times in the in when I was going through. And Sifu has taught me something and very important about my taste in video games. It has taught me that I enjoy a very specific set of tropes, and that is a guy with some kind of powerful kung fu and a messed up life goes around and commits violence. And it wasn't until I finished Seafood the first time that I was just like, I'm out of my favorite games. And I thought, then I thought about Yakuza Zero. It's just like, guy, messed up life, commits violence. Then I thought about Katana Zero. Guy, with sword, sword skills, commits a lot of violence. I'm like, I see there's a pattern here now. <laughs> but, oh. <laughs> but Sifu is, it's an amazing game. It's, it's probably going to be my game of the year if nothing else comes out. Like, it's like, it's February. I've already like probably sold my game of the year. I've game of the year, February. <laughs> game of the year, February, my guy. Game of the year, February. It I is. was going to say, are you sure it's not Lost Judgment? But then I remember that came out last year. Last so never year. mind. Yeah. If they yeah. remind us what your game of the year pick was for last year. Uh, a game that I finished in January. <laughs> <laughs> I finished in so January first. Yeah. And and, and Lucius is threatening me to watch JoJo's. You won't. 
But yeah, so essentially the the plot of Sifu is that um you as a as a child as a child you you are a uh, your your father is murdered by a group of martial artists and you and this this uh has such a traumatic impact on you particularly cuz they they find you and they kill they kill you in that first sequence and you you find out you have a magical talisman that revive that revives you at the cost of your own life a, a little bit so um you go so you essentially go through you train for 8 years straight specifically to beat to beat up these guys uh beat up these guys and then you go and you essentially do the thing and you and the game is difficult there is so many there's so many like because it came at the perfect time for me because it came at a time where i was getting into martial arts movies already i was like i we had me and my my roommate watched all the Ip man movies already they are great i love them and i see and um sifu is packed with so 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 many martial arts movies. it's it really is um like the first like one of the first major things that happen that happens when you're going through the first uh stage is that like after you get through after you clean up a bunch of smucks you walk. You walk in. You open up. You open up a a door, and you see a bunch of people in a in a green hallway. And people who are um savvy to martial arts movies know that when you see a green hallway in the movie, it means violence. There's this, I can't remember the name of the movie specifically, but there's this there's this one there's this one movie where a guy he's trapped up in um someone's gonna tell me, but he's he's tra- he gets trapped up in a room for like x amount of years, and when he comes oh, and like that old boy. Old boy. Yep. It's um. So like, there's an old boy. There's a whole. You get to fight through the whole the whole old boy sequence in the first in the first level. Uh, and he, where he, tra- he trains in the room. And let me tell you, uh, the first time I went through that hallway, I was beaten down, really, really badly. The th- the third or fourth time I went through that hallway, they did not stand a single chance. And. I, what I've really enjoyed so much about Sifu is that, like, not only is the combat great, like, com- like I, I, I've been saying this multiple times, but like, if you take the story of Yakuza Zero and you just Im- and you just import the combat from Sifu, you just have a perfect game. It's just I like agree. it would be the perfect game. It would be perfect game. It'd just be the per- like you would have nothing else to like. Like you could stop making your video games. It would all. It would you <laughs> <not> <laughs> You just uh, said I don't think we mentioned the. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we mentioned specifically the uh, sort of age mechanic. Could you talk a little bit about that? Oh yeah. So um, uh, I think I mentioned a little bit with the thing, but so um, the way Sifu works is that um, the way it's essentially facilitating this is like when you die, uh, you don't die; you revive, but at the cost of like a little bit of your life. So you die once, you get like a little age counter up there, and then and then you uh, then you're like instead of being twenty, you're now twenty one. You die t- you die twice, and that that continually like adds on. So like. You die. You die again. You go to like twenty three, and it can continually adds up. And every ten years, you like it, like one of the charms on the at the end uh, breaks there. So um and but every time every time you uh you die, you get to go. You get to gather up the experience you use from beating the crap out of people to um essentially go through um to essentially like use that on learning learning new skills that you can eventually unlock permanently if you do them enough. So the whole combat has this very sort of like it's like you take um all the kung fu movies in the world. Uh, and then you, and then you just and then you add this um, Groundhog Day aspect to it, where you're just constantly going back through the levels, like learning, like learning new skills, uh, and trying to get uh, um, and just like continually getting better so that you can be, uh, beat your goal. It is a very effective combat loop, um, but I will say the game is like the game will beat you up, but you can also break that thing like a Kit Kat bar because <laughs> good God, the second you learn what hot what high dodging does. 
you dodge about about 80% of everything in the game. <laughs> oh. <laughs> So essentially what happens is like there's there's several ways you can you can take down your enemies. You have um you can beat up their health bar. That's not usually the way you're gonna do it. Like you can like the enemies can also block and you have um essentially the like the Sekiro stamp like uh like uh structure build or stamina bar where like you you break you break their defenses down so much you eventually get like a finisher combo on them and you get to beat them that way. You also have this. Um so like blocking takes up takes up your structure bar very, very quickly. But once you learn that um once you learn, like, you, if you hold down the block button and you hit back, you just like that. If you hit forward, you dodge lows. Almost no, oh, this is a pro tip right now. Almost no enemy, like, very few enemies in the game have low attacks. And they use them very suddenly. So, a lot of it is that if you just hold back and you and you learn the timing for a lot of things, you're just going. You're almost doing, like, a, a Michael Jackson. You're doing, like, a, a Michael Jackson. <laughs> little just like, mm, 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 mm. It's 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 almost silly how how many invincible invincible things you get on those games, but that doesn't mean it's it gets any easier. Um, it's uh, it's really uh painful because if you but if you do miss time those one, I will say it's gonna hurt. Um, and essentially the the theme the themes like it's a revenge tale and by far like amongst everything else like the music amazing the combat perfect beautiful mwah. um. But the real thing that got me about Sifu is the art direction, because Sifu does not like. I guess I, I this is also apparently a mar, uh, like a martial arts movie thing where they just kind of continually just like dive into the weird. Sifu gets almost like psych like psychedelic at points. Like the more you go, like as you're going through as you're going through the levels, you're like each each boss has like sort of like a color element theme, and as you're as you beat them, like as you're going through the level, it gets progressively more and more like aggressive in that theme. Particularly so in like it starts in the second level, uh, where you like where you go to the nightclub, and you you uh you get to, you get to see this scene where you're like you're watching the guy you have to fight. He's on the TV, and like if, for a second, it almost seems like this guy you're looking is like looking at you in a way that like is you're almost on drugs. But then it cuts away from the ads. But as you continually go through the level, it's like it's almost like he's going through like a psychological portion of his mind. We you're seeing this guy's shadow everywhere. You're chasing him to you're chasing him at the end of the hallways. You're breaking through the doors and the only to find that he's not there. And it just keeps going. It keeps just building and building. And it gives it a very sort of, uh, it gives it a very sort of um, almost existential vibe as you're playing through it. My, the third level, um, the museum is probably my favorite version of this. Cause like, I love, I love art so much. Like I love like thinking about the themes and everything. And the third level just got me with this because you're going through a literal museum and you know how museums, they have different exhibits and like um, on these, I just I have descriptions of like of what the theme of this floor of the museum is and, and describing all that. They do that to me. So this game got me. I'm just like walking through the levels. I'm just reading everything. I'm just going, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> this is like, oh, so like I, I need to think about this thing as I'm going through here. And then someone clunks me on the head with a with a baseball bat. And it's like, mother, I'm. <laughs> it was. So I beat the game. I beat the game once after I did. I, I played. Well, maybe before I even beat the game, I I played through the game like. I played through those first two levels damn near 30, 40 times, just going back, unlocking, <laughs> unlocking stuff and getting better before I actually went through that, went through the game. I beat, I beat the game. It was brutal, absolutely brutal first time around. Then I did it again just to show to, this is so that I could. Then I did it uh, as a, like, as like a low, a low, uh, a low, like life run. My best, my best is like old age 45 ish. 
which is a pr- which is pretty hard to do. Then I figured out there's also a secret ending, so you have to go. Then it's like, and this is like around th- week three of Geek Talk, where I'm exhausted from work and I'm like, I gotta read all this, and then oh so, and then I find out. I felt wait, I, there's another secret. Edi- Here we go again. <laughs> so Sifu probably gonna be my game of the year already in February. Uh, buy it. It's not, and also it may not be free, but it's not full price. It's forty bucks. So. Totally worth sixty dollars, even even though you don't have to pay that. Nice. What's that on? Um, it is on. It is on Steam. It is also on PlayStation, I believe. Yes. I mean, not uh, PlayStation. Yes. Uh, I will say, like, I got, I have it on my PlayStation. I would like to buy it on Steam. Uh, for the sole reason that you can mod, that you can mod your character. Like, there's so many mods of your characters. So if you want to go through this game playing as Rock Lee, you can do that. <laughs> Steam. <That's laughs> Absolutely. It all comes back to Naruto. <laughs> it all, it Full circle, Naruto. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Have you all heard of anime? <laughs> <laughs> you've also all been doing your Ninja D&D Storm. stuff. You've been doing your oh, yeah. D&D stuff on top of all that, too? So I have finished the first arc of, of our, our D&D campaign, and I have learned a lot. Mostly that my players are a danger to themselves and most of the things around them. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, my first, my the first thing, like I use this first, uh, I use these first couple four or five sessions to sort of experiment, uh, gather information about how I want to like set up encounters and all that sort of thing. Um, I I didn't expect my players, my one of my players. There was there's a whole section after the after the get off the, after they get off the boat where they have to find a um where they where they this one player left with an NPC. He goes into a building alone. He finds that an NPC that had promised him money uh, is being attacked by a dog, like a dog, and this is not a regular. This is like a death dog, and I'm just like, and like this is this is this player. Okay, I want to say this player. He gets really into it. Um, he like he does like a lot of the research. And he always has coming with me new ideas. I thought that he would understand the core concept of not to split the party, but mm-hmm. this man, bless his soul. I'm pretty sure he's in the chat right now. Um, bless his soul decides to try to 1v1 a death dog and it does not go well <laughs> uh so like he, he gets he gets in a few good good licks but like i had set up this encounter away where he's like i clearly wanted you to run away from this i i i, I even advised him like the dm advises running away and i was just like at what point like the guy he's trying to he's trying to help darts out the door he's trying to fight off i'm just like oh by the way here comes another one and this is like what this is like like do you want to run away now it's like nope <laughs> like i'm gonna stay here and fight i'm just like and you uh, thought there was only one hellhound <laughs> like oh not only that but when he finally decides to like use his ability to teleport out of there he he jumps out he jumps out of that door and it's just like not only did, not only to the two death uh death dogs come running around the door there's also a two-headed cerberus now coming up from this and so at this point i'm just like all right time for y'all to go <laughs> so, so 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 and in that account I I learned I learned something very important about D and D. It's just like having one thing, having like an enemy that's just like just one enemy is very different from having enemies that like three enemies. It's very very different. So I learned that like how how it's supposed to. There's something called in D and D an adjusted encounter rate that goes up with how many enemies there are. So like one level four enemy is like one level four enemy is not almost like not a threat to like level three parters. Three level two enemies will like almost murder them. And I'm just like, so like, after they have this horrible fight with this 
like this is like uh, this is like after they have the horrible fight with the dog, they they go back to the village and they find the a gold a giant golden flame skull tearing up the town. I meant I meant for this to have a be of like a big like recurring boss recurring boss thing where like they fought this thing once and almost killed them. My players killed this thing in one round. I'm yeah. like, are you serious? Now, did they actually kill it in one round? Technically, but I've learned that I'm going to be taking very liberal use of the D and D rules where I'm just like. Like it has forty HP, and you did fifty damage this turn. Let me that just uh, it add has another four hundred HP. <laughs> that means uh, let me add another one. Um, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it looks like you just scratched it. Yeah, that's an excellent first attack. There's your turn. <laughs> so, and from and from that, I and from that, I really did learn that um, you have to do like a lot of work to make both ca- boss encounters more interesting for D&D players. So now all of my bosses get like special items. They get they um they get um what is it? Uh they also get legendary actions and like it's not just like they can take extra attacks even though they can do that, but also just like ba- real basic stuff that I learned that you can give use a legendary action. They can take a dodge actions to give my players disadvantage. They can disengage and then dash it. They have more mo- more mobility to like in the middle of a fight. And I found that that's like the perfect little sweet spot of like it makes things even where they just can't just burst down a boss. Yeah. And so, I've also, um, I've also mm-hmm. been seeing this like really cool tip that I wanted to try. And it's like, when you do these boss encounters to make it more interesting for people that don't have like their turn is to have like a puzzle to solve in the middle of it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, that might be interesting. Yeah. I'm hoping to, I am hoping to integrate some, some kind of stuff like that. But, um, my players have finally, they've, they've, uh, they, I get, the best thing I'm loving about D&D is that I get to add in all of my favorite wacky tropes, no matter how, how, mu- how much fun it is. So, like, at the end, the big climax of our arc is that, like, the village that they, that they left that was abandoned, they, they found out that the leader of there had brainwashed everybody because they were, like, secretly lame, a lamia. The, uh, the person then, the person then sacrifices them, uh, into a gold, a giant golden forge and creates this legendary axe that can kill a god. The, um, so they have to fight. They have to fight that uh, fight this person while they're winning this god killing axe. They just barely beat them. It was a pretty close fight. It was like just what I needed. And then they find. And then they find that. Um, then they find that. Um, the person they've been traveling with actually has a twin brother who was watching this whole thing. Takes like cuts off the lamia's head. Takes the take like takes the axe. The axe like goes into his body and becomes like you know how Krona has like a blood weapon sort of thing from Soul Eater. Essentially that, but. I end it right there. I sort of end it right there after he knocks out, knocks out his brother who's like in their party. And then he just sort of sits down and says like, well, that's kind of all I came for. I'm going to go now. And so they, they end up having a, they end up having a chat with, a chat with the center of the back. He's just like, yeah, um, this plan was kind of messed up. But really, I was in here for the axe. And after, and after they leave, they have, they go to this whole city. They go, they finally make it to the city they were supposed to be in this whole time. And the I end the session where I part where I ended it off. They go to a restaurant to get some food, and they end up sitting right next to that same guy who just cut off this lamia's head and infused himself with a blood weapon, and he ends up joining the party. And that's the kind of like crazy, crazy anime, just like like dramatic stuff um, that I just love doing. And to put to top it all off, like top it all off, I named the bar the Fateful Encounter, and they did not see it coming <laughs> until they sat down. So like, wait a minute. <laughs> So I'm, so I'm taking a break this week because I like I have a whole city to flesh out and I have so many more ideas. Because I, I want them to spend some time in the city. There's going to be 
more people making like bids for power in the city and, and all this other stuff. So it's great sort of stuff. So um, I'm on the creation grind right now. And that's what my next week or so is going to be. I love it. I, yeah. I'm excited too. Cause like, uh, whatchamacallit, I haven't even gotten to start the D and D session that I talked about on the first episode of geek talk, the strict statement <laughs> thing. Cause as soon as I was like, yeah, we're going to get that started. Then I was like, wait, black history month. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so how many of you started that and then avatar they just sent me the pdf yesterday for the uh, avatar tabletop rpg so i'm like mm-hmm. oh god where's time does time exist i don't even know anymore <laughs> oh man yeah reading takes up so much time and energy i'm just like oh I just thank God. Like I love reading that book, but thank God I can finally just go back to doing this one thing. So, uh, circling back to this whole Groundhog Day, because we had a lot of Groundhog Day speak talking. Just a lot. We had seafood. We had ReZero, right? So yes, cat Avatar, Avatar tabletop RPG. You can make your own character, and I'm. It's take my campaign is taking place in Republic City during Legend of Korra. Specifically during season three. So as soon as I get my my act together and I'm like, all right, I'm ready to do this. I'm going to post about it in our explanation of our Discord. And you should absolutely join in because it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but back to the Groundhog Day. So I decided that uh, here's a little here's a little bit of backstory. So every year, uh, GMTK Game Makers Toolkit does a video about their favorite game of the year right and this year he talked about a game called the forgotten city which was originally a skyrim mod and then became a standalone game last year of course oh i, I know about this one yes and i was like oh i'm gonna watch this video and he was like if you feel like you want to play this game stop right here because i'm gonna spoil the whole thing and play the game so of course a month later, I decided I'm going to play this game. So I downloaded it on Game Pass. And wow, we wow, was that game way better than I had that had any right to be. Here's the premise of the Forgotten City. You wake up on a riverbed or on a, on a yeah, on a riverbed. And there's a woman there. And she tells you to look for a guy named Al to go into to uh, go into these ruins and find a guy named Al and to bring him back. So you go into the ruins and you end up getting transported into the past, into ancient Rome. And you speak to this guy named Galerius, and he is a commoner uh, who lives in the slums. And then you get interjected by uh, a, a guard who brings you to the uh, emperor, whatever they call it, um, the magistrate of the city. The magistrate tells you that he brought you back in time to solve a mystery. This land is ruled by a thing called the Golden Rule. And if anyone breaks the Golden Rule, everyone is killed. The Golden Rule is that no one can commit a sin. So you cannot kill other people. You cannot fight other people. Uh, you cannot lie, you cannot cheat, you cannot steal. Because if you do that, the golden rule is broken. Now, of course, you're like, okay, that's got to be fake, right? Like, 
how the hell can a whole civilization of people believe in this thing called the golden rule? The game takes you on this journey and it introduces you to a bunch of different characters, all different shapes and sizes, absolutely phenomenal from all different ethnicities and places. I was like, oh, it's cool. First person you meet is a woman named Lucretia, who is ta- who is a doctor or a nurse, really taking care of this woman. And this woman was poisoned. As soon as you talk to Lucretia, the woman who was poisoned dies. Lucretia says that, oh, she wouldn't have died if only I had this medicine. Who the the uh there's a merchant and the merchant says to the, the nurse, I'll give you the medicine for a thousand dollars. Of course, that's absolutely outrageous, right? And now this person's poisoned and dies. Now, here's the question. If everyone, if someone breaks the golden rule and everyone dies, how is it that this person was poisoned? And the golden rule was not broken. Instantly, I got hooked. It's like, now, hold on a second. I've got five questions here. I need to know the answers to all these questions. So I start playing the game more and more. I cannot give any spoilers because if I even talk even a little bit more about the plot, it's going to spoil everything. But this game does a phenomenal job of hooking you in. And on top of that, there's all of these things. They're side quests. They're called leads, right? And you, all of these side quests are intertwined with each other. So there's a main story of trying to figure out like how who it is that breaks the golden rule and how to stop it. And then there's all these little side stories, but everything is intertwined with each other. No matter who you talk to, you end up making progress towards the main goal and other side characters' goals. And I... There's a lot of times when you play these open world games where it's just like, oh, I figured out the twist or you like accidentally like stumble upon like, oh, yeah, I accidentally did this side quest and they mentioned something that I hadn't even done yet. And this game does a, the best job I've ever seen of like not making that happen. It's very short. It's on Game Pass. I must have taken me maybe like six hours to get through. And that was me doing everything. And there's four endings four. I got the best ending, which almost made me tear up, but it was solid. It was definitely like worth every second. The ending was just like, oh, I was so happy. I was like, yo, wait a second. But the uh, I guess I forgot to mention the kicker of this. When the golden rule is broken, everybody dies, but you get brought back to the past and you have to redo the whole thing all over again with nobody knows anything but you get to keep the items that you have in your inventory and the information that you got here in your brain here's that's the gold groundhog day reference well a lot of you coming back to the turn to zero <laughs> yes oh my goodness gracious was it so good i mean turn to zero plus like <laughs> there there's an achievement for doing it and like the least amount of loops and of course i did not get that because I, there are times where i'm just like well i feel like there are times where i'm like i want to loop because now i have the information that i need i just want to start over and there's like time based things this is the forgotten city um yeah. i was like oh i just want to go back and if you like mythology or if you like history, just like any type of mythology and like that type of like ancient history, you will absolutely love this game because it touches on things. And I'm like, my heart, my heart. Oh, so good. But that was one game that I finished. The other game that I finished uh, that Jeff and Lewis and I were playing together, which was absolutely hilarious. Resident Evil 8 Dami Mommy Edition. 
Uh, Could have used more Dami Mami. Um, I have never finished a Resident Evil game before, but of course, Domitrisk Mamatrisk (laughs) (laughs) made me want to play this game. Domitrisk Mamatrisk. It was fun. My first Resident Evil game I've ever finished. Uh, Jeff got me so many times where Jeff was like, <laughs> "Why do you have your gun out? It's just an it's just an empty hallway. Just keep walking." I'm like, "I'm not fucking stupid." Like, "Oops, I did it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stupid. Like, I know this is gonna happen. Yeah. Jeff is like, "No, you're gonna you're gonna get there's not there's nothing there. Just it's fine. It's just a hallway." And of course, it's not never just a hallway. Some guys with drill hands come out and drill heads and drill arms, and they just jump out and they're like, and I'm like, oh, cool. Or some freaking uh, propeller man, some with nothing but legs and a giant yeah, airplane propeller, propeller comes ch- chasing after me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And it's like, well, you can't kill it. I'm like, well, that's cool, I guess. Um, I'm, just imagining, then, I'm just imagining like a zombie with a ceiling fan for a head. Uh, basically, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that is it. That that is literally imagine it. like a uh, uh, propeller plane, a little bit bigger, you know? Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, Good yeah, she be thick, thickums. Uh, I died to her many a time. Sometimes on purpose, sometimes not on purpose. But you know, there there are times you just want to be stepped on. <laughs> Yo. We Yo, definitely hit a good uh, balance oh. of I am familiar with the game. I knew enough about it. So we found a good balance of me being able to help you out as like a first time Resident Evil person. You know, how you should be approaching things while at the same time, you know, maybe are exposed to certain scares than you would have been <laughs> otherwise with your guard completely up. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I see a town, and I'm like, I'm like, all right. I haven't been here yet. Uh, absolutely, something's gonna come out and attack me. And some giant dog thing comes out and attacks me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I'll just shoot it. Of course, you can't just shoot it. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's never that lame. Of course, I unload fifty bullets of all all of my <laughs> ammo of everything that I have on this thing. Into this and I'm muppet. like, I'm gonna touch some muppet freaking Kermit the Frog looking dog and I'm like great now I have nothing and just like don't worry about it you'll be fine oh my god the thing that got me the, the, here's the thing that really got me uh, Domitress Momitress aka Dami Mommy aka Step on Me Please right aka you, you get uh, there's this, the second castle and I was like alright well I'm, I don't have like any bullets left. Let me start buying stuff. Just like, I don't think you're going to need anything. You're fine. I'm like, the hell are you talking about? I'm not going to need anything. I have like 15 handgun bullets, like two shotgun shells. And just like, it'll be okay. I'm like, all right. I'm assuming that just means like, I'll probably just pick up more ammo on the way. You know, that makes sense. Like, it's not that bad. I walk in and I'm in this house and a giant baby fetus comes after me. And there's a giant puppet that I need to dissect to figure out clues to this thing. And I'm like, oh, my God. And it wasn't until after I beat this level that I realized that what Jeff meant was you don't have a gun. 
this entire time. So don't even bother buying the ammo for it because you can't use one. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, I was. I think you handled yourself very well throughout the baby encounter. <laughs> the baby, uh, you really took it the like baby a encounter. The um, baby encounter. Anxiety attack on the baby. <laughs> I had an anxiety attack. There is a scene. This this was built perfectly. Okay. I Yo, hate can we get horror. some people clipping these? <laughs> I absolutely hate horror. But this part was like built perfectly. You have to run past this baby. You okay, you need to go to an elevator. And as you're walking to the elevator, this giant baby is blocking the only way to the elevator. So you have to hide. So I hid and I waited for the baby not to be there. And I was like, all right, I hid in a locker. You can hide underneath the bed. Like there's a bunch of places to hide. I was like, cool. But there's only one hallway that you had to go through. So, of course, baby's going to be there. So I ran through and baby wasn't there. I was like, oh, thank God. Right. Because you had to do the, the okie doke to get past this baby. But luckily, I didn't okie doke nothing. The jukes. No jukes here. <laughs> I walked. I'm like, all right, there's the elevator. You call the elevator. You have to wait for the elevator to get there. And of course, the baby, it doesn't matter where the baby is. Baby knows that you're calling the elevator. So it starts coming after you. There's nowhere to run. You had to wait for the elevator. The elevator finally gets there. Baby is this close to you. Feel like you see baby drool like that close you run into the elevator you have to hit the button this is the only part at least in the entire game that you have to hit the button in the elevator to move <laughs> i did you dirty of it. the baby was basically in the elevator by the time the elevator closes <laughs> and of course the elevator closes oh. like this like nice and slow i'm like oh my god and jeff was like so how'd you feel about baby i was like i need a break <laughs> so anyway uh follow user friendly on twitch and join discord etc and we'll get anthony to stream resident evil 7 with me uh, oh my so god, oh my god. Oh, why do you do this uh, man what did honestly, he do to you it was an experience and honestly as we were playing it i was like yeah this is definitely something that should be streamed because there were many a funny moment where because i have no idea i i'm just like i i hate horror i have no idea what's happening i barely know how to play the game many times where i would get freaking birds to get stuck in a in a window so i can knife them to death because i'm like i don't know what i'm doing so many 360 no scopes happened i mean i, I and many times i was like God, <laughs> never again. Uh, but yeah, uh, there's that. And now I am playing Elden Ring. Shout outs to Autumn for if you are playing Elden Ring right now. Uh, there are three. There are two guides up actually right now on userfriendly.com on how to make Elden Ring so much easier. And I can attest to this. I know I am shilling for my own website here, but I will say that I'm literally using the beginner's guides right now to go through my playthrough of Elden Ring because I have no idea what I'm doing. None. Not a zero. Nilch. Chill. You've earned it. Chill <laughs> away. I I was I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with these stats. Go to the userfriendly.com. Look at that. It tells me that I should be focusing on if I want to do a strength and dex build, that's what I should be doing. So that's what I'm doing. I'm like, oh, vitality is my health, and I'm up in my vitality. Now, 
I have opinions on Elden Ring, and it's it might get a lot of people upset. I have opinions. Just I don't like open. Off. I don't like open world games because I don't like not, I don't like the fact that I don't have a a way to go. Okay, I like uh, like Pokemon did it so perfectly because there was just so much to do. There was like things on the map where you get like an outbreak or sometimes like you'll get the uh like the space time dimension thing that happens so you're like I'll just go over there right now but Elden Ring doesn't have that right and there's the game doesn't really tell you a lot not to mention the text is incredibly small and uh, I had to put my glasses on so I'd be like yes I see that's how many runes that I have uh <laughs> <laughs> but I but I was following the path and then you get when you follow the path that the game like tells you to go the first time you end up at a boss that you can't beat. So I'm like, I don't know where to go from here. So I I'm like, all right, of course, with the help of my roommate, uh, Mike, Mike's like, oh, you should go like look on the map. You didn't even get a map yet. I'm like, I didn't even know maps existed. So Mike's like, oh, go here. You'll get the map. So I go there. I get more souls. I get a map. I end up leveling up a couple times after I finally found a maiden because I was maidenless. Uh, I, as soon as I play the game, Mike's like, oh, you're maidenless. I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> no maidens. But I got lack my maiden. of maidens out here. Yeah, I, lacked, I had no maidens. Sad. I was, it Tarnished. Was so lack in maidens. Lack in runes. Disgusting. I, was I mean, awful. you had Lady D, so you know. I did. I got killed by Lady D multiple Lady times. Lady D ain't no maiden. No, you had one. Well, open world, open world games are had quite, one anti maiden. <laughs> open world games are. I've always found them interesting because, like, uh, there, there's like this, like the incredibly exact opposite direction of like just completely structured. Like, I'm over here playing Sifu. It's just like when I play Sifu, I know exactly what I. Need to do every second, every like I need to you know grab the grab this thing, take this bottle, throw it in his face, and then you yeah, have an open world over here. Open world, and it's like, okay, you're here, do something. I'm like, what do you mean do something? So like, yeah. uh, I, was, I need direction. Start walking. Go walk somewhere. I need direction because I'll walk somewhere, <laughs> and then I feel like I'm not making any progress because all I'm doing is walking, and then I'm like killing the same things over and over again, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It was only, it wasn't until today, and this is so bad, it wasn't until today that I was actually having fun with the game again, because I had decided that I don't know what I'm doing, and I was, like, on a horse, and I just kept riding my horse, and I ended up <laughs> in a place where, um, I ended up in a whole new area, like, brand new map and everything, and I was like, alright, so I was like, can I kill these things, and yes, I was able to kill the things, so I'm like, cool, then I found a castle and I was like, cool. So I found the castle. I get to go in the castle and I'm like, now I have direction. That's the thing. Like, I just need direction. And I like that the game, like, it has these, uh, you, the bonfires from Dark Souls. I don't even know what they're called. Like, Grace or something like that. Uh, something of Grace. Um, yeah. And uh, when you get close to one, there's like these, like, uh, golden dust that, like, leads you to where it is. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. And it's like, it's basically telling you that's the way that you should really should be going. And I'm like, that's cool. But I wish that there was just a little bit more. I just need a little bit more structure. Like, I just need like an NPC to tell me, hey, try going east. Because there's not that. 
that does not exist if you get to the area where you need to go you will find the npc that says like oh blah 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 blah. but you won't just be in the forest and then find an npc that's like oh hey did you check out the northwest there's this thing here like breath of the wild right i don't even like breath of the wild but breath of the wild does that incredibly well where you talk to somebody and they're like oh yeah did you know that there's like this rainstorm over in the south and it just never stops raining so you're like oh well now i have a direction to go uh but also the thing that i've been enjoying the most about this game is the community aspect where they people can write notes but they got they can only use like preset words and uh you'll find these notes like all over the place and it'll be uh some will be funny uh some will be uh uh trolly uh, where they'll be like, try jumping, and you jump off and you die, right? The classic. Some will, some will be funny where it says tree, and then it's a person pointing tree. up, and you look up, and it's a giant tree. And I'm like, ah, okay. <laughs> uh, but there have been some that have been incredibly helpful where I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. But then I see the note because it's like this like written in like a uh, sparkly chalk. So I see the note. So I end up going towards that direction, and it'll be like item ahead. I'm like, oh, cool. So I know that there's an item I need to go looking for. Or it'll be like, uh, there's a there was a bridge in the one that I was playing today. And at the beginning of the bridge, it said, uh, stop here, first grace. And the guy was pointing behind me to say that there was a grace behind me to like a checkpoint. I was like, ah, that's what I like. Very nice. Very good. And I can see how this game is like really great for people that like this type of thing. I love Dark Souls. Uh, but Dark Souls has a uh, direction because mm-hmm. if you play Dark Souls, you'll know that most of Dark Souls is just a hallway. And that's fine <laughs> by me. Right. Because I know I could go straight. It's like open world. But really, it's just hallway after hallway after hallway. You just continue forward. Uh, this is just very much like you drop you pop in and it's just wherever you go is wherever you go. And uh, yeah, uh, Elden Ring. That's my take yeah. on it. It's OK. It- the chaos of open world games can be like it goes both ways because sometimes it's sometimes you you just like it just loses you but sometimes like i'll never forget the first time playing breath of the wild where like i parasailed off off that island i thought i was like okay i finished the game i'm ready i'm i am awesome i go into this graveyard and all of a sudden things start rising from the ground attacking me from everywhere throwing bombs and i'm just running through running for my (laughs) it's like what the hell what the hell like oh my god i'm turning left and right i see like a giant weapon oh my god and i just keep (laughs) running and running you know, it's this. I, I sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, and that's the thing. I feel like I feel like that is the the appeal of open world games is that you have you end up with those types of stories, right? And for mm-hmm. me, like that, it just doesn't sit like that for me because right now the only stories that I have of the game are like me finding the little uh, salt scribes. I don't know what they're called in this game. I know they're called summoning salts in. Uh, Dark Souls, so that's all I keep thinking they are. But I'm like, that's the only stories that I've been having is just because I'm like, I don't have a direction. I don't really know what I'm doing. I haven't beaten any boss except for some giant uh, dog cat thing. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, we're just doing this with no maiden. So I did that. (laughs) My roommate Mike's like, I don't even know where you are. I was like, I don't know where I am either. I just went forward. But yeah, now I'm just trying to fight this one boss, the the I guess the first main boss, and uh, they were like, "Oh, to get the jellyfish." I'm like, "What the hell are you talking about, jellyfish?" 
See, that's the thing. Like, I need, <laughs> I need. I hate <laughs> yeah, like, I, I just, you need to have that direction a little bit where, like, even just like a hint system that's like, hey, hint, like, you could get summons or, or be like, check out this place at nighttime, like something like that. Or if I talked to the merchant and the merchant was like, oh, there's this weird ghost thing that comes out at night. Then I would I I know what I was doing, but that that doesn't exist. The only way that you're getting that information is through the community, which I guess is a good thing for some people and a good and, and not a good thing for other people. So uh, I'm gonna play it more. I'm giving it a fair shot right now. Uh, I think it's an all right game at this moment. It's all right. Opinion. I- I I I'm gonna I'm picking up Elden Ring for my roommate soon and like the only thing that I want from it is like if it's like it'll fill that bubble of Skyrim but with actual combat that I can play. Yeah, uh That's the all horse I need. combat sucks though. The horse combat is very, very bad. I mean the camera for this game is an atrocity, in my opinion. But <laughs> that that that's just me. There's many times where you think you hit something on the horse and you did not hit it, and then you die. And you're like, great. Well. <laughs> but that's not to say that the game is not good. I think the game is great. I just personally feel like, for me, it is just like, okay. Like, we need Autumn on here to bring the counterpoint. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you should check out userfriendly.com because Autumn wrote an amazing review. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I could definitely see that. I can absolutely see that. But my Perfect. cup of tea is coming out on Friday. Triangle strategy. You best believe that in three days, I'm hiding over to Best Buy, and I'm popping that in my Switch, and y'all will never I, hear from me ever again. I was Love. not trying to think about triangle strategy again. I just found out it's coming out Friday. I'm broke. I don't have time for this. Ah! But uh, I think that does it for tonight's Geek Talk. Any uh, ending notes? Uh, keep subscribing and following and we'll get Anthony to play more scary games and watch Ridiculous Oh my god. Watch yeah, that's I mean, hey, if if you're <laughs> on this whole, like, going through the Resi games thing, I can't wait until you get the 4. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've only played the beginning of 4. I mean, literally all I've done is the boulder thing and that's all I know. <laughs> so, so uh, oh wait, um, no. Did I get Ashley? Boulder is that her name? Ashley? That's her name. Grace, wait. <laughs> yeah, I've never done anything past that. So, yeah, I would be down, especially with the remake coming out. Uh, can oh, I make yeah. Anthony play Fatal Frame? Oh, my God. Y'all just want to torture oh, me. I'll, mail, uh, I'll give y'all my address. Please mail physical copies oh of my these Fatal Frame. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the Blackwater is on Switch now. So no cap, like I will do this. Like y'all are y'all are tempting me because I'm like this is it's it was good content going through Resident Evil Eight and me like hating myself. So like I can get a couple lapel mics, lay down on the uh, oh, no. lay down on the couch and go through these off these uh these uh awful games. <laughs> it's gonna be great, y'all. Get ready. Oh goodness! But oh, fiddle frames. Oh sweet! I could borrow your copy. That's blessed. Oh god! Well, I guess this is actually happening. Well, well, yeah. All right. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> Rest my soul. Well. <laughs>
this has been an amazing geek talk uh i love you all thank you so much to my wonderful guests that came on tonight uh everything y'all talked about is very interesting and uh do i don't think y'all even realize that i'm literally going to download get in the car loser like right now so i can play it (laughs) over the week um and I'm gonna try to get more maidens, I guess, because I guess I'm 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 not maidenless anymore. But I don't know if you can have more than one maiden. I don't know. I literally know nothing about this game other than what I've really experienced so far. For more than one maiden. Then, yeah, don't, don't be know. careful. That that might end up like a persona a persona Valentine's Day. Be careful on that one. Polyamory <laughs> exists. All right, I love you all. Have a wonderful night, and make sure to if <laughs> make sure to uh, follow us on uh, on Twitch. And join us on Discord, join the community on uh, Exclamation Mark Discord in the Twitch chat or userfriendly.com backslash Discord to join our community. We are user-friendly. We are an organization dedicated to creating a community safe space for people to learn and enjoy pop and geek culture together. I'm your host, Anthony, and this has been absolutely phenomenal. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Podcasts, Outcasts. Uh, Outcast is the thing that Andre 2000 was in. I don't know what else they're called, but we're yeah. on everything. Uh, but it's been an absolute phenomenal uh, experience. And uh, thank you all for coming out tonight. Have a great night, y'all. See y'all next Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. Bye. Get some Bye. Don't split the party. Get some maiden. <laughs>